broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. Today we're broadcasting live from the Hamilton County Business Development Center here on the North Shore in downtown Chattanooga. We have a full house of guests here today, and we're just going to go around the table here real quick and introduce everyone. Uh, first, let's say hello to James Dawson, Director of Sales and Marketing for Text Request. How are you doing, James? I'm doing wonderful. Good morning. Great. Tell us briefly, what does Text Request do, please? Text Request, text enables businesses. Okay. Let, let me ask you a question. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is pizza. Okay. Let's say everyone in the world's favorite food is pizza. Okay. And for some reason, no businesses sell pizza. That wouldn't make any sense, right? No, it would not. So the most used form of communication in the world is text messaging. Yes. So why is it you can't text a business? Because they don't on our mobile phones. Because they're not using text requests. <laughs> well, man, okay. Well, I am excited to hear more about that. So please stick with us as we also introduce our other guest, uh, co-organizer for ChaDev, Brett Wise. How are you doing, sir? Doing well this morning. Good. And tell us what uh, ChaDev is. ChaDev is about, um, well, it's it's a it's a... Um, user group uh, to uh, bring in, uh, bring all the developers together and uh, try to build up the community here. All right. We look forward to hearing that. Also representing ChaDev is Elizabeth. She's not on mic right now, but she will be in a moment. So we'll welcome her to the broadcast here shortly. Uh, but let's get to our leadoff guest here, Marge Fleming. She is CEO of LaunchPoint Leadership. How are you doing this morning, Marge? It's a great day in Chattanooga today. It certainly is. And it's a great day to have you in the studio talking about LaunchPoint Leadership. Tell our listeners what that is. LaunchPoint Leadership is a leadership development and coaching organization. Okay. Founded by you. Founded by me. And how long have you been in business? About 20 years. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So it must be successful to be around that long. It has been successful so far. So why did you decide to focus on leadership development primarily? Well, I had a strong background with a Fortune 50 company, and I was in a senior management position, but I looked around outside my company, and I didn't see any leaders I saw a lot of them within General Electric, which was where I worked, but I just didn't see them anywhere else, and I thought, I can do something about this. Nice. So I set out to do it, and, and, and I've been doing it ever since. And, and doing well at it. Um, so uh, do you help just the beginning of burgeoning kind of uh, businesses, or are you helping uh, established businesses? Or what's kind of your wheelhouse for folks you like to help? Well, I tend to help businesses that have started out and probably been in business more than five years, and then something goes awry, and, or someone derails, and the person that derails might have been one of their leaders, or they discover that they don't have a strong enough bench strength for their management team, and so I come in and work with them either with training or coaching or referrals elsewhere and help them build the strength that they need to become the company they want to become. I work with some of the larger, more established businesses that have been around as long or longer than me as well, but that's kind of on a different level. That's executive leadership and um, sustainability for them in terms of their, again, their management team and their bench strength. 
Very interesting. And leadership is something that's very important to me. I have an army background and without good leaders, you don't have a good army. And I came across some really bad leaders as well as some really good leaders. What are your thoughts on leadership in general? Is it something that you're born with or can good leaders be made? Well, I think there's some of both. There are some people who at a very young age start out being leaders. Typically they're called precocious when they're children Mm -hmm. and they move along through school and they they always raise their hand. They always try for opportunities as they go along. And those are kind of the ones that are born with leadership skills. But the ones that can be developed are, are typically, they've already become adults. They've graduated from college. They've gotten into business. And then they realize that they don't know quite as much as they thought they knew. Mm-hmm. And so if you work on those people and they're lifelong learners, and hopefully a lot of them are, then something happens and they can be developed, and things change. Okay, and so leadership is certainly that can be, you can be born with it, but it can be cultivated over the years as you grow as a, into adulthood as well. So absolutely, uh, it doesn't have to always be just something that you, you learn on the job. or um, And yet leadership itself, it, it's quite a unique attribute. Some people, you have to want to be a leader. You, you can't do. just be forced into the role and kind of shy you know, yourself away from taking a leadership position. You, you, you have to want to be a leader. Well, I think you do, but I also think there are some very good leaders who are introverts. It's simply that they can't help themselves, so they let they they kind of put their shyness aside, but they certainly have the skills to be leaders. Mm-hmm. And you're right, they have to want to because if you don't want to, you can really do a bad job and mess up other people's lives and careers. Absolutely. And like I said, in the Army, just because you yelled uh, effectively and were loud, uh, it doesn't make you a good leader. It was oftentimes the, the good leaders, you were, getting, you were doing work for them, and they, uh, you had no idea you were doing it. You, just, right. you kind of willingly did it. So uh, uh, what are your thoughts about women in the leadership role? What unique attributes do they bring to leadership? Well, you know, we tend to think, or at least we tend to talk about men bring the head and women bring the heart and soul. And so what you find out about women is they are a bit more sensitive, willing to ask more questions, have a little bit more patience with hearing other people's ideas. And and so I think that's really what women bring to the table that's unique. Mm-hmm. I have for the last 20 years done extensive work with women in leadership roles or women wanting to be leaders. And they don't seem to have quite the same edge as men, so they have to learn how to use their influence and when to insert it into the leadership process. Very nice. And we're talking with Marge Fleming. She's CEO, LaunchPoint Leadership. She's a proven leader herself and has worked at helping others become leaders for the past two decades and has a background with a Fortune 50 company. Um, so, uh, in your view, you mentioned the very beginning of your segment, how oftentimes leaders derail themselves. What are some of these reasons why? Well, they start to think about themselves as leaders and they forget to think about the people they are leading. And when you can't let go of your own ego or your own ideas and listen and pay attention and recognize that other people have good ideas, you derail pretty quickly because no one really wants an egotistical leader. Now, there are some exceptions to that. Sometimes in the military, Mm -hmm. there are some real egotistical leaders, and that's necessary when they get like green recruits. And that's also true in politics. You find that politicians can derail. 
They're so busy thinking about what they want and not necessarily what their constituents want. That's where you get the derailment. That's part of the problem with America these days is the politicians are not listening to the people on the streets. They're, they're messing it up for all of us out here. So uh, um, very good. And now in your view, how important is mentoring uh, when it comes to being a good, effective leader? Well, I think mentoring is key to um, sustainability within a company. If, if you really aren't mentoring other people to learn and grow and understand what it takes to run a company or run a department, then, then you've got some problems because everyone ages every minute, every hour, every day. And eventually some people age out of wanting to work and they want to retire. If there is no one to take their place or there are no new ideas, then, you know, the company is going to, the company itself is going to derail, not just the individuals, the company itself. So I think mentoring is key to building strong companies and having strong leaders. Is that essentially what you do, uh, kind of a professional paid mentoring service? Uh, I don't have a paid mentoring service. Yeah. I have mentored a lot of people, but I have recently written a mentoring certification program, which I think speaks to the essential quality of good mentoring practices. And it's, it's just got to be done. I mean, we find research after research after research. The Girl Scouts is a good example. The Boy Scouts is a good example. Mentoring Mentoring is essential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for a new mentor, by the way. So if you know anyone out there who's willing, uh, my, my mentor these days just ain't cutting it, so I need a new one. But you can't just put an ad on Craigslist saying mentor needed. I mean, how do you suggest going and finding one? Well, uh, that's not so easy. <laughs> right. To find a good mentor, you have to make yourself a wanted person. Okay. <laughs> so that someone gets to know you and they go, you know, I think I could help you in a variety of ways. Why don't we talk about that? I see. But if you're just going looking and you're going asking, you're probably not going to get much. Right. Yeah, you that, might get a yes, but it might not be the right quality. Right. Yes, exactly right. It might not be the mentor you, you need. But uh, So you said make yourself an effective, uh, wanted, kind of uh, unique person, and then mm -hmm. a mentor will find you. That's right. Very interesting. So I need to step up my game then, it sounds like. Okay. We're talking with Marge Fleming, again, CEO of LaunchPoint Leadership. Um, I see you got another kind of unique phrase here, servant leadership. And, and please describe that. And when is that type of leadership most successful? Well, that type of leadership is most successful in nonprofits and mid-sized businesses. And servant leadership is when you really understand at your very core that what you're doing may be important, but what other people are doing may be equally or more important. And so you learn how to serve their needs and still move the project or the idea forward. It's You have to become that in such a way that that's always how you think. Mm -hmm. We do that some in families, but we don't do it as much in business as we should. A good example of servant leadership is Max Dupree, who wrote a book on servant leadership, and he's the one that had the first ergonomic office furniture. Okay. And he wrote this book on servant leadership, and anyone, it's, it's an older book, probably 15 years old, but anybody that read it would understand that you can lead a business, and you can do it as a servant to other people, and success lies right at that sweet spot. 
Very good. And, and serve is one of my core values. Uh, I truly believe serving others and helping them be successful uh, is one of the best platforms to kind of launch from. So that's what we do here at Business Radio X. We serve the business community, helping them get the word out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if listeners want to find out more information about yourself or your services, how would they do so? The quickest, easiest way to find me is to go to my website, which is launchpointleadership.com. LaunchpointLeadership.com, and you can also email her directly, Marge, M-A-R-J, at LaunchpointLeadership.com. Right. So thank you so much, Marge, for taking the time out today to speak with us. Hope you enjoyed your experience here on Chattanooga Business Radio. And I hope you've learned a little bit about leadership. Uh, I have, and certainly could uh, learn more by speaking to you in more depth. So uh, please stick with us as we uh, begin to talk to our other guests. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Chattanooga Business Radio. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Business Radio X, and make sure you use the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. All right, back to James Dawson, Director of Sales and Marketing, also co-founder of Text Request. Tell me, sir, why does people, or why do people not text their businesses? Well, primarily, it's because there's there's not a platform. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in in my little hook at the beginning, you mentioned a cell phone, yeah. uh, and some organizations will use a cell phone, but then you're left passing a phone around. Yeah, a phone where messages can be deleted, a photo. There's no data. You know, there you're not doing anything with what your customers are saying there. It's mm-hmm. it's static. Uh, and what we provide is a cloud-based tool that enables an entire organization to manage messages in real time. We're, we're not an automated service. It's not text pizza to 555, uh, you know, for a coupon. It's, you know, text your local moving company. You can text two men in a truck here in Chattanooga. You can say, hey, how much to move from here to here? They're going to text you back. Um, so it's the ability to communicate how we communicate with businesses. Why wouldn't you just pick up the phone and call? Well, that's a great question. So if someone called me right now, I wouldn't be able to answer. That's true. But I've been texting continuously through this broadcast so far. Mm-hmm. It, there is a level of convenience and simplicity to text uh, that people can use at any time throughout the day. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but there's statistics on it. Most people have the phone in the bathroom. I mean, we always are available to text. Uh, and that's just the case. And it's not the case for the phone, especially at work. You know, I, I can't pick up the phone and make home or personal calls, you know, to businesses for home services at work. Uh, I got to do work there. Right, you're right. And, you know, text messaging has its place in its time, and certainly we use that to communicate a lot. Um, I think if personally, though, you know, pick up the phone sometimes, it's a little easier. You can get talk to a real person. Um, so how does this work for a business? Say, I, 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 you know, an automotive repair shop, and I'm ready sure. to s- set up this, uh, this platform text request. How would that happen? So you're an automotive repair shop, and people probably know where you are. They've probably seen your signs. Uh, the way they would use it is they would use it when the car's done. You know, or your car's ready, your car's ready. Or if they find a complication along the way and they need to get a hold of people, if you've ever made calls on behalf of a business, you know, it's nearly impossible to reach a consumer. I mean, nine times out of 10, it's a voicemail with no callback, uh, but 98% of texts are read. So if you're sending a text out, they're going to get it and they'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I, I'll text someone and I don't hear back. It's like radio silence. Then like two days later, they'll say, I answered you in my head, but I didn't actually go through and text you back. So uh, you know, trying to avoid that would be uh, very good for a business, as I imagine. Indeed. Yeah, very good. So, And then you're part of the startup community here yep. with this business here. Uh, you know, What led you to get involved with the startup world? So I was working um, at Jock Sale Franchise here in town. Um, Brian Elrod and Jamie Elrod, they have started a number of, of national franchises here out of Chattanooga, one of which educational outfitters, 
um, school uniform franchise, national franchise. Um, and we were hoping to pursue a new endeavor uh, in the startup world, which was text request. Uh, and so from within the office, we incubated uh, text request from the franchise office, actually. Nice. So and then uh, and what you know, part of the startup community here is, is there startups everywhere right. across all different kinds of industries. Do you see a certain uh, type of personality that comes forward uh, to take a, a, a leg up in these startup that's a great question. Um, and, and actually, one of the things we recently did is we did a Myers-Briggs at work, and we were looking at the different personalities of our team. Um, and, and I will tell you that the trait that you're looking for is hungry. Okay. Um, you know, as she mentioned earlier, introverts can be leaders. Extroverts can be leaders. Um, thinkers can be leaders. Feelers can be leaders. Um, everyone has something that they can bring. But at the end of the day, the thing you want in a startup is people that are hungry. Mm-hmm. People that are hungry to succeed, yeah. not necessarily hungry to make money, because that will come if you are focused on your mission first, right? True. Yep. True. But uh, revenue is king. It is. It, certainly, we, we, we're in the business to to make money, but uh, we try not to make that our main goal. We want to help people and, and certainly bring a new product or service to the market that everyone can use. And this sounds like something that everyone can use. If you're a business owner, there's a way for you to implement text request into your business. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. There's over there's actually over 40 organizations here in town that are utilizing text request from hotels to schools to restaurants um, to a lot of home service. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to be able to text some businesses directly. Very good. We're talking with James Dawson. He's director of sales and marketing and also the co-founder of text request. Let's talk about the business side from, from text request. Uh, how do you guys make money doing this? So it's a subscription based service. Okay. It's an online tool. It's a, a SaaS tool, software as a service, uh, where a company is going to pay a monthly subscription. And we don't believe in contracts. Um, we, we have no contracts on our so system. If I don't like it one month, I can call you up and say, hey, next month I'm not signing back up. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But what we know and the reason we don't have contracts is because you're going to start with a smaller plan mm-hmm. because you're a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to see volume. And then you're going to need to get a bigger plan. And we don't want you locked in at a plan that doesn't yeah. fit. So we want to be flexible for your needs. Now, do you uh, identify somebody in that organization who's in charge of all the text responding? Would that be like a new role for the marketing person or who, who takes on these responsibilities? So that was one of the hurdles uh, that we had to kind of go up against when we were talking to people early on. Um, but then as people jumped on, there was something we realized that was actually really cool. We kept telling people, oh, it's more efficient than a phone call. Yeah. You know, oh, it saves you so much time. But we weren't really sure what that was going to look like. Uh, until some businesses started using it. And so people that thought they'd need to add somebody actually found that once they started texting, they needed less people for communication because it was just, it's quicker, it's mm-hmm. faster, it's easier. But do you assign that to one person or is anybody in the team can can pick up the phone and respond to the text or get sent out a text? Normally, normally we enable them to have anyone from their team. You can have as many users as you want. And you access it through the computer, right? Through the computer right. or your phone. We have an app. Okay. So if you're an on-the-go business owner, you can manage it on the app. Otherwise, if you have someone at the front desk, you'd mm-hmm. use a computer. Uh, very easy. It seems, uh, you know, I used to work in traditional radio and the morning show and people would text the show all the time. But we had one girl intern over the corner who was in charge of handling all those texts. Sure. Uh, whether it be, you know, a joke or, you know, a, a song request, whatever. Uh, but that was her job. And uh, oftentimes she got flooded, you know, because if the show was popular that morning, you got lots of texts. So I bet. Yeah. So uh, what's your kind of goal and vision for, for this text request over the next year and where you see it going in 2016 and beyond? So right now we're at a point where we're, we're beginning to gain traction. 
Uh, we would say that the small business industry is our target market, but that's 28 million businesses in America. <laughs> uh, so we've segmented that down. We're really focusing on the home service industries. Um, these are the ones where it's, you know, your, your Terminator, your, um, you know, home cleaning, yes. your plumber, your electric. Professional home services. Professional home services because every single one of their websites says, call us for a quote or estimate. Mm -hmm. If you don't reach out to them, they don't make money. Mm -hmm. But if they have our service... You know, again, back to being a busy person, but still needing someone to come and, you know, uh, manage your plumbing, yeah, right? You right. can send a text and that's going to drive revenue. Or, yeah, that plumber can then say, hey, you know, you text your, your, your toilet's fixed. Come on back to the house now. Absolutely. You know, instead of having a call or say, hey, come back around sometime around five, it may or may not be done. You can immediately notify them when uh, their the job is complete. Absolutely. I right. think that's great. And so there certainly is room to grow and across different industries and uh, places to expand for this uh, type. But here in Chattanooga, it sounds like you got uh, good things going on already. Yeah, there's there's been great support. Um, you know, speaking of mentors, there's been uh, individuals uh, that have come alongside. I think of uh, Enoch Elwell um, and Ira Weiss. Uh, and a number of others here that have just kind of brought us in. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce has been great. Uh, Incubator here has been great. There's a lot of people that are excited uh, to just spread the news. We're talking with James Dawson. He is Director of Sales with Text Request. He's also a graduate of Covenant College, and he's happily married to Danica Dawson. How's that going for you? It's going excellent. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, and your thoughts on the Chattanooga business community, the culture, the things that are happening here, uh, particularly with the startups. What are your thoughts? Well, it's incredible. I, I think we're I think we're going to lead and be pioneers here really soon. I mean, the announcement with the 10 gig internet. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Uh, I was I was up in New York last week and I was talking to somebody and I was like, you know, we offer Internet that is 10,000 times faster than what you have. <laughs> right. 10,000. Yeah. You're paying 100 and what? 10. We're talking 10,000. Yes. And it may be years before New York gets to this level. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Same thing in Atlanta. You know, I know they're all the Google Fiber is going into this like one corner of one neighborhood in Atlanta. But Atlanta, six million people and spread out uh, over lots of counties. It's going to be a long time for the whole city's connected the way Chattanooga is connected. And yeah, that speed is going to lend to the innovation for sure. I think that's great. And so you found it very easy to have a create a startup here in Chattanooga to support and, and, and kind of incubate your business here. It was all good for you. It's been it's been a great experience. Yeah. So we encourage others to come visit Chattanooga. Uh, we had our last guest and she came here on a vacation, loved it so much, decided to move her whole practice. She's an attorney and she now here in Chattanooga and just was walking across the bridge one day and said she loved it here. So um, so I'm hearing nothing but positive things. And we certainly uh, are hearing it from you. So uh, thank you, Mr. Dawson, for joining us here on Chattanooga Business Radio. If folks wanted to find out more information about you or your services, how would they do so? So you can email me directly uh, at james at textrequest.com. Uh, you could text us directly at 423-218-0111. That's right. You could text us. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously textrequest.com and then text request for LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. On Twitter, that's text underscore request, facebook.com slash text request. You can also follow James on Twitter. He's at the underscore James Dawson. So uh, make sure you... Text him or have a question for him. Hit him up on the social uh, stratosphere. So thank you so much, James, for joining us today. Um, and we look forward to hearing more great things from Text Request and yourself as we continue here on 
Chattanooga Business Radio. Um, remind our listeners again, this is Chattanooga Business Radio, and you can follow us on Twitter at Business Radio X. Use the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio for any thoughts or comments about today's shows or future episodes. If you have anyone who would like to be a guest, we're always open to new guest requests, so please contact us there. All right, now we are turning our attention to our headliners today. Brett Wise and his uh, colleague, Elizabeth Ropp, uh, both representing Chadev. How are you doing? Doing well this morning, Ryan. Great. Elizabeth, so uh, tell us a little bit about your background, please. So I currently work at what used to be a startup, Smart Furniture. Um, Mm -hmm. Is primarily we sell modern furniture online e-commerce. I'm an interactive designer there. I've been there about two months. Started out in print design um, at Macaulay School and have been trying to transition more into the tech world um, with my design skills. So you're a designer at heart. Yes. Right. And you're bringing that to the team over there at ChaDev, right? Yep. And uh, so, Brett, again, tell our listeners about ChaDev and the main mission for your folks. Yeah. So ChaDev basically right now is a weekly uh, lunch series of talks that we run. Um, We provide lunch every week for the developers that join us for those talks. And uh, we have talks that, that range everywhere from uh, design-related things, user experience-related talks, uh, all the way into sort of the harder sort of computer science stuff. So it's mostly for software developers. That's right. Right. And do you have we a software are. developing background yourself? Uh, I do. Okay. I do. I, I work professionally as a uh, as a developer. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's the touch. Something there. you're passionate about. Yeah, very and, much. And you're trying to bring people together Indeed. so they can kind of uh, talk, mingle, network, and just kind of... Uh, you know, enjoy a good lunch, right? Exactly. And uh, do you do it the same place every week, or is it always somewhere different? Yeah, it's the same place every week. Uh, we just moved to a new space over in the Edney building. Um, it's uh, on the corner of 11th and Market, and uh, that's it's kind of the center of operations now for the uh, Chattanooga Innovation District. Okay. And uh, so we're right there in the heart of it. Uh, on the uh, fifth floor. And does it cost any money to come and uh, be part of this? No, all we do is ask that uh, people RSVP on meetup.com. We have a meetup group there. So if you just search for Chattanooga developers uh, or uh, Cha Devs, uh, that'll that'll pop up there. And, right. and what's can, the attendance been like? How many people are you getting uh, each lunch? Yeah, so over the summer, we've averaged about 60 people. Wow, that's great. Um, I think our max was somewhere in the 90s. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're growing, uh, at a consistent rate every month, month over month. And we have about 500 members on meetup right now. And you encourage these members to continue the conversation after the lunch with each other, whether it be through email or texting, whatever they, they need to do. Sure. Yeah. Um, we, and we have a lot of, um, uh, sort of like interest specific groups that, uh, are kind of under our umbrella as well. Uh, so, uh, Chadev is kind of the, the general interest. We run a lot of different types of talks. Um, and then for people with, you know, specific language interests um, and that kind of thing, they, they have these smaller sort of breakout groups um, that, that people can attend as well. Where do you find these uh, speakers that come out to the luncheons or how do you cultivate them? Yeah, so part of the um, mission of Chadev is to try to cultivate the community and give people a place to come and, and share their knowledge and and uh, help the, the community overall uh, develop professionally. Mm-hmm. So um, we we get most of our speakers uh, from from our community locally. Um, we recruit heavily. 
Uh, I, I do a lot of harassing. Um, <laughs> Please come speak. Please come speak. Yeah. And you'll get a free lunch, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, we actually uh, just recently ran a workshop. Uh, we had Jessica Ivins in who uh, works at the Center Center, which is um, a design, uh, user experience design school here in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And she ran a workshop on generating talk ideas. So uh, I've got a big stack of, uh, of paper to... Uh, sort through and, and talk to people. I bet. About. And so we're speaking with Brett Wise. He's one of the co-organizers with Cha Dev. Also Elizabeth Ropp. She's with uh, Cha Dev as well. And so, what's your day-to-day function over there? What What are you doing on a regular basis to help out the the goals and the missions there? Well, so I got involved first with a women's coding group called CodeXX, um, and just kind of got more involved in the tech community in general, going to hack nights mm-hmm. and hackathons. That's where I met Brett. Um, and I just, as a print designer trying to transition more into web, wanted to just soak up as much of that community as I could. Um, so I joined, Ch- I joined Brett with Chadevs, um, try to help with communication. We're currently trying to work on improving our site, um, trying to hone in on who exactly attends these events each week, so... Yeah, to help getting the word out, yeah. let people know if they haven't heard about it already. Right. Are you actively out there networking and some of these other organizations to, to kind of recruit people to your luncheons? Yeah, I'm involved in a few different organizations. AIGA, Chattanooga has a chapter here, and I do a lot of that with the designers, trying to get the word out that way. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping this to grow and grow and grow until every software developer in the Chattanooga area is attending the week uh, attending the weekly luncheons. Yeah, right. That's yeah, fair to say. Okay, and and, and so you conquer still, all, conquer all, <laughs> and, yeah, and then um, and, and maybe even turning into something even more where you have a a, a yearly kind of networking kind of event or something that uh, people can be involved with. Yeah, um, there we've we've actually been talking about. Uh, Running a uh, a conference, a Chadev conference. So yeah, you're you're definitely yeah in the right direction yeah, there. Th- I think <laughs> so. If it's growing as quickly as it has, how long have you been doing this now? Um, well, it, it started out sort of as a very small kind of like in-house uh, operation a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, and just has has grown from there. Yeah, it says here it was originated as a simple subreddit. Yeah. So where guys were and girls were just getting on there and communicating via the internet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, started wanting to meet up face to face. And then uh, at what point did it become a lunch and, a, and then turn into a weekly thing? Um, that's been going on now, I guess, for maybe a little over a year and a half. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of grew out of an events calendar mm-hmm. um, listing all these different events. And it was just kind of a way to, to connect people going to these uh, different events. Uh, tech-related events. It's definitely a much-needed resource here in the Chattanooga area, so. um, and you're doing good things. There's, what are your thoughts on the Chattanooga business culture, maybe the startup world? Uh, and what do you see uh, happening these days here in Chattanooga? Well, I mean, I think it's a, a great time to be an entrepreneur uh, in Chattanooga, and there's definitely a lot of resources that uh, people can tap into here. Uh, through all the incubators and, and help that the, the local government provides as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm feeling really good about what's going on in Chattanooga. And uh, I think uh, that people uh, 
have a great opportunity you should take advantage of. Yeah, no, I was just up here a couple weeks ago for Startup Week. Were you uh, a part of that? Did you oh, attend yeah. some of those events? Ran ragged. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So that was an exciting week. Uh, certainly uh, a lot of buzz in the air from all the people here. And, uh, and, and your thoughts, are you from the Chattanooga area, Elizabeth? No, I'm from Connecticut. Well, originally. what brought you here? Uh, my job at Macaulay. Okay. So you, you came here for another job, but you liked it so much you stayed and said, yeah. I'm not going back up to Connecticut, right? Yeah. Maybe to visit family, but you're, you're living here now, right? Yeah, for sure. I think there's definitely an energy here that you don't really see at many other places. So. No, I, I said this last time. This Chattanooga business community is everything Atlanta wish it once was because we, we've grown too big. We, we've so spread out so many people. Certainly got a lot of niche markets and industries there, but you guys here in Chattanooga are certainly small enough, connected enough, and, and on the cutting edge of a lot of new technologies. The 3D printing uh, technology, for example, is, is great here. Um, so I'm happy to see the a lot of the Nugans out there doing good things and changing the world for the better. Um, so, uh, so Brett, tell our listeners how they can find out more information about you or the meetups, um, or your, uh, your organization. Sure. Meetup.com is how we facilitate, um, the meetup. So, uh, we like to try to get people to RSVP there so we can get a good count for, mm-hmm. uh, for the food. And, um, otherwise, uh, we can, we can be found at chadev.com. And uh, all of our resources uh, are, are connected there as well. So. And, and these are uh, you get good food at these luncheons. It's not just like oh, yeah. you know a, a cheese sandwich or anything. <laughs> it's actually good stuff. We're not just pulling stuff from the gutter, right? So, <laughs> right. Uh, so if you want a good meal, you want to connect, and you want to learn right. something new, uh, go one of these Chadev meetups, and you certainly will um, you know find yourself uh, around other like-minded individuals. So. Yep. That's great. So we encourage our listeners to reach out to to Brett and his team over there at chadev.com. Follow them on Twitter at chaddevs, um, also on fa- facebook.com slash Chattanooga developers. I guess chaddevs was taken on Facebook or yeah, something. There's, so, uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, Elizabeth, uh, and again, your thoughts on uh, Chattanooga, where you see it going uh, in the next uh, year or more? Um, well, I'd like to see more women in tech for sure. Okay. Um, that's one of the reasons why I got more involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely headed in the right direction. Now, more women in tech. That's something we hear a lot in our, in our Atlanta studios. So we do a weekly feature of women in technology where people come in from the CEOs to, you know, the, the entry level person talking about uh, women in those science and technology fields. And it certainly is a lot of space and, and certainly as a, a need for more of that. So one of their goals uh, for wit Atlanta is uh, 50, 50 by 2020. So having the workforce in that sector being 50-50 uh, in the next few years. So thank you so much, both of you, for joining us here Thanks, on Ryan. Chattanooga you, Business yeah. Radio. My pleasure. Uh, always looking forward to uh, new guests and new conversations. So if you're out there wanting to be a guest, please pitch us your information um, on the website at Chattanooga dot businessradiox.com thank you to stone payton and lee Cantor for making this happen and on behalf of the entire business radio x network i am ryan redhawk mcpherson we will see you on the radio